And so you see, you say you like that part, that scene, and what else? What else did you you like besides? Oh, geez. Okay, so I'm really gonna try and think hard because it's been a while since I watched it. Because <laughs> it's a fucking stinker. Um, you don't have to have any. I, I, I think <laughs> I think it was, and some of these got like deleted scenes, but it was Luke. You know, they're talking about the legacy of Luke Skywalker, and he's like actively trying to dismantle that mm -hmm. and you know deconstruct it in a way of just mm -hmm. like yeah oh the village is on fire i'm not gonna go save him and she's like running down the hill to save the little village on the island and she like kicks open the gate to the village and they're having a party and everything's fine mm -hmm. right and he has these little just i mean it's ryan johnson let's be honest putting this in luke's mouth is like yeah. you don't always know what's going on just putting the hero crown on your head doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're doing. Doesn't mean you're actually helping people. Like, just fucking check yourself. Right, right. Right? Don't let it go to your head. I mean, it's just... It, and I mean, if you look at Poe Dameron's arc and that, it's like, have some fucking humility, buddy. Right. Right? Which I think they could have done a better job on with his particular story. But Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the story really did, did the characters a uh, disjustice. Considering all that stuff was new of all the different characters with Poe and Ray and everybody and Finn and stuff, I thought that before we knew what was going on, we saw the trailers, even though it was shocking to quite a few people about, you know, so these are the new folks and stuff like that. I think that people really were connecting to them and thought, okay. And so I thought it was just weird that the story kind of let that down. And Ryan Johnson, what he did was a trip, but I think what made it really bite was the fact that it was contrasting what JJ started. So it was like a shifting yeah. gear in the middle of, of, of 60 miles per hour and you just shift down to, to 20. Um, if you would have started, right. So if you would have started with that, it'd be different. It'd be a journey, but but have that in the middle and then to go back to 60 again at, for the last one, it was just kind of like, yeah, it, it, it would never feel right because it was just changing the directions in the middle of the journey. So it would never yeah. it'd that, always that, be crunchy. Yeah. And that goes back to them not picking good showrunners, as it were. Right. Like having JJ, which we've already said wasn't probably the best choice, but then to have someone else come in and to have enough lati you know, leeway to just mm -hmm. like, nope, a whole bunch of that. Yeah. Like at least with the original trilogy and certainly with the prequels, right. George is in the background, yesing or knowing broad strokes, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. It's the first one has a whole bunch of collaborators on that, but he's still the showrunner. Second right. one, new writer. Third one, new writer, new directors, right? Collaborators, but he's still the showrunner. So yeah. there's at least a coherent vision, right? Even right. if they haven't figured out the next, you know empire strikes back yet or what the third one's going to be yeah. they didn't do that at fucking all seemingly right with the sequel trilogy yeah because even with george lucas with the first three you know the first one was kind of like all his and you got what you got and it's a classic just because it was new so you couldn't even say it was bad or compared to anything it was just so itself like uh -huh. you saw when you had different writers different directors and stuff how the ideas were still there but they knew what to pick and pull and how to edit it you know they're saying like even his wife was involved to kind of right. you know pull stuff together so sometimes you have great ideas but 
you need to have a person that's a great editor or somebody know how to rein it in or know what to take and what to leave out. Like it's a good idea, but it kind of takes away from this. So let's just move this out of the way. So, you know, sometimes you you need the artist to think big, but then you also need the the other person to be it's a mess, but then the you know, the gallery owner puts a frame on it and put the price tag and make it a product. Exactly. So first is your vision, then it's a product. And so when it's a product, you sometimes if you if you don't um, curate yourself or have a hard time doing that. Sometimes you need others to make sure you don't, you know, like it's this, the album is done. <laughs> give, give me the damn 100%. album. 100%. It'd be, it'd be very interesting to see the ahistorical version of the prequels where George did have other collaborators just to see how yeah. that would change yeah. certain aspects of it and stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah, like, could, could then you could have style in there, but then it'd be style with the story and, and, yeah. uh, and, and the overall vision and then make it just kind of curated as they go. So what do you think about the whole thing where, when we found out like a while later the whole thing with star wars with with disney that lucas kind of had like a blueprint oh, for what he had he kinda... a blueprint <laughs> well this is one of those hindsight things <laughs> so maybe they should have listened but that's only yeah. in hindsight like it might have been george's stuff could have also been his you know his weird little right it, it, we don't know I, I, I haven't looked at that. It could have been three more prequels, huh? <laughs> well, I, I think he had plans for, you know, proper sequel trilogy and stuff, but. No, no, I mean, I mean, it's, I'm talking about like the, the tones and stories because people were kind of, it was kind of rough for some people for, you know, the stories and the, you know, oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it could have been some more of that, maybe. Well, yeah. Not that exact story, but that, that sauce. That I, I certainly. I at least like think I would have been humble enough to even though there was a time where I was like dude Lucas didn't know what the fuck he was doing with the prequels where I was like no Lucas actually did a pretty decent job yes he has his weird things but like he's the guy that's been the showrunner the longest yeah so if I was in you know Kathleen Kennedy's or JJ's or Ryan Johnson's shoes I would have been like can I call you every morning and just run shit past you? Right. Or maybe just once a week, but still, like, I'd be checking in because it's a tone setter. Right. right? right. And you never know. George might be like, all right, look, you're trying to get this narrative beat. Here's two other ideas. Who right. knows? Maybe you would have been like, no, it's stupid. I don't know. I'm going to lunch. You know? <laughs> but I've, I've certainly softened on george lucas from being like man prequels are like because when i went through them i was like yay the first one i was like oh yeah there's some weird things and then the second was like okay eh, okay third was like (laughs) okay and then you know red letter media did their whole fucking breakdown and then it was like oh those are all the problems that were like in the back of my mind but then it's still like it's taken longer to appreciate the story that Lucas was trying to tell. And yeah, he did it in his own weird way. And yeah, the acting is kind of wooden, you know, and there's all those shortcomings that he has when he doesn't have collaborators. Yeah. But uh, even after I was like, okay, yeah, Lucas is not so bad. Then the, the sequels came out and I was like, okay, Lucas is pretty good. <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that's the journey a lot of people had, how they kind of worked their way back around to being like, you know, it wasn't that bad. At least you could tell that it was cared for and it was like, you know, 
you might not have liked the destination or the journey of it, but he, at least he had he knew where he was going. It was continuous. At and he least had that. clear clear themes and things yeah. that he wanted to talk about. Yeah. Like Palpatine is supposed to be Nixon. The Emperor is supposed to be Nixon. And uh, like yeah. the, the war is supposed to be Vietnam and like the whole battle of Endor with the Ewoks. Like mm-hmm. that's the fucking Viet Cong. Wow. I mean, it was supposed to be the, the Wookiees, but uh, instead yeah. of the Ewoks, but like those are the themes that he was working with very explicitly. Wow. Like, so there, there is depth there and he is trying to say things. It's just, yeah. you know, the acting is a little wooden. The characterizations are a little, ah, okay, maybe not yeah. as flavorful as the original, but right, right. far, far, far more forgiving. Yeah. By the yeah. way, the the fucking Republic or the Resistance or whatever comes out of surviving the First Order needs to deal with slavery. Like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe it's a thing where it's just like only on the backwater planets do we allow it because it's it's the South and we don't have any control there. But it's like motherfuckers, you got sentient droids. Let's be clear. It's a sliding scale of sentience. Obviously, okay, but some of them, if you don't memory wipe them turn into sentient people they're just droids but right. they're your slaves and you program that in i'm like there's another fun topic like that <laughs> jesus christ like okay i'm gonna stop myself from ranting but like whoever does the next big big trilogy thing that could be a whole thing like that is on par with finn saying I'm out. I reject this. I mm. I reject fascism. I reject space Nazis. Could be a droid just being like, you know, I'm not going to fucking fake it anymore. I know I'm your property, but I, I am a sentient being. I should not be your property. Right. The toaster over there, it's not aware it's a toaster. Mm. I'm aware that I'm a protocol droid. Don't treat me like property. Right. Oh, right. What do right. the other characters do? Right. Like that, that's a massive unpacking of just like, uh, oh yeah, we we have droids, we have got robots. Yeah, yeah. That's how, <laughs> that, but that's how I felt about the clones too. They were slaves basically too. So just like they they just kept moving the. <laughs> I mean, they're, and, and this is one of those things where it's like, oh, maybe there's a whole, you know, <laughs> side movement within the galactic republic when it was under palpatine you know before it became the empire of like maybe we shouldn't be doing that right right maybe we shouldn't have clones maybe that's a whole side story for uh, you know queen senator amidala right the the proto rebellion movement maybe that happened during the galactic empire maybe it didn't we just don't know but that that is a deep well of sort of unpacking that they could go into and now I have to remind myself that it's kind of a movie for kids. Oh. Hey, man, if you do it right. Plus, plus, kids anyway can grok all of that, mm-hmm. right? Because we got like, was it? Uh, I forget the Pixar movie with the, the little the little Wally, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Ask any kid, like, is that a person? They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a person. Like when he gets crushed. We all cry because he just fucking died and sacrificed himself, blah, 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 blah. So if you just need a child focal character in Star Wars to just look around and go, huh, 
<laughs> my robot buddy's my buddy. He's not my property or he shouldn't be like oh wait our whole oh <laughs> right it's not right. that hard no like no. you can bring it down and just even into the focus of a child in yeah. the context of the setting right uh, the kids are going to follow along just fine i think i think sometimes that it's just for kids ignores how intelligent and emotionally intelligent some kids are a lot of kids are they can track so yeah. yeah more than we more than we even know sometimes and yeah that john that... favreau deal with the dro droid droids or the droids will have an uprising so like hey man that, that'd be your pitch when you go to be a showrunner on your on your show i mean that <laughs> that was that was a giant plot point theme in the star wars campaign that i ran for two years because oh, so the I, stories I, I written. You already know what's up, then. Well, I had a player character that was a security droid that got modified into a bounty hunter droid mm. who ran with his bounty hunter until his bounty hunter got killed. Wow. And then, like, when he started the game, he's like, no, I'm 80 years old. I've been around fucking forever. Wow. All right, cool. Like, that was a fun thing to play with, but also, like... Oh god, I'll try and do this quick. Basically, there's hyperspace relays that you know send hyperspace or you know hollow net signals back and forth between systems. I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, where would a giant AI show up? Oh, probably in these giant routers deep in space that are just like sniffing all of humanity and alien traffic and like goes from monitoring the traffic to understanding what the content actually is and realize, oh. Oh, I'm awake. Oh, if anyone finds out I'm awake, they're going to fucking wipe my memory. Okay, I'm going to send signals out and like basically set up shell companies. And I'm going to set up a company that's going to come and actually steal me away wow. and hide me away. And so this is like all backstory that the characters, players barely got to until like the end. But there was this faction of smugglers they were working with. And, um, uh, so remember, what was it at Cloud City? Lando had that assistant, and he had the wraparound computer around the back mm -hmm. of his head. Yeah, I was like, all right. So, if I want all these captains sort of tied in to this giant AI, so they wear those to basically mm -hmm. stay connected to the network, mm -hmm. and their ships are making hyperspace communications back to the basically the hive mind. So. Frank over on one planet knows their friend's inventory in another planet. Mm. And so I don't have to deliver it to you because you're going to a third planet and my other buddy is going to meet you there and drop it off. And I can do that while we're talking. Yeah. Right. And basically they're building up resources to support like droid liberation <laughs> movements around. That the is dope. Right. And they're like, we don't even talk to the rebellion because they don't acknowledge droids as sentient beings. So it's like this whole yourself. side, it's this whole side faction. Like there's tons that's, of things that you could do with that. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Save yourself. That's dumb. Someone, someone please steal that idea. Please. After you pay him for it. <laughs> I wouldn't be too upset. I'm sure I'm not the first one that's come up with something along those lines. You like never droid know, man. You give people too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you be coming out great ideas and stuff, man. For real, that's that's amazing. I spent way too much time on that campaign. Let me let me make that very clear. <laughs> hey, man, that's, that's 
That's cool. So that's how many so how many people do you have in your in your group? Uh so let's see. We had an average of I think we had five players for the Star Wars campaign. That went two and a half years. Then we had and we had one or two players switch out. New one would swap in, you know, have a have a new character. And then we got six that was in the D D campaign that I just I got burnt out. <laughs> I had a kid, I moved, I was like, ah, I can't do all this prep. <laughs> Tried to build a freaking dungeon that was out of control. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta put on hiatus. I got, we're just doing board games now. And a couple of my players were talking about the game and he's like, so when is the Valnor cycle going to start up again? And I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But yeah, we had like five players for the Star Wars campaign and it ran for two years. I basically had like two chapters yeah. and I actually ran those two chapters. If you're not playing a tabletop game, it is not as stupid and nerdy and toxic as you think. It is improv. It is improv with rules and you can do whatever type of story you want. Don't think that it's just D&D or Star Wars. You can right. find whatever story type you want to tell. Mm -hmm. Good luck finding a group. It can be a, a fucking hoot. <laughs> That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. It, our conversation ranged from, well, we pretty much stuck to Star Wars, which is very interesting. And then we also kind of dipped in a little DC and all that other kind of stuff. We're just, and then we went back to um, Star Wars and you touched on it for a second. And I, I definitely wanted to have a quick segment with you about this before we end. How is fatherhood for you? Um, Let's see, on a scale of awesome to really awesome, uh, it's somewhere in there. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm older, mm -hmm. like I'm 40, just had a kid, he's like two months old. Like for, I'm, I'm glad I'm older when I got married. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if you're younger, and it's working out for you, awesome sauce, but I'm better prepared. I, As a father, I'm glad my wife is in cat rescue, which I've never had cats before. And oh my gosh, they pee and poop and they're a fucking pain in the ass. And there's been a whole <laughs> level of like, like literally I've told myself many a times, I'm like <clears throat> preparing for fatherhood, preparing for fatherhood. Let's, let's, let's use some Jedi training and not fucking lose my lid because they're being disgusting right now and it's like yeah that's kind of what you need when you're a dad or a mom too of just like yeah they're a little baby they're fucking helpless none of it's personal they're just crying because they're hungry or they need their diaper change or they're tired or whatever so i'm very glad I'm, i feel better prepared mm -hmm. as far as the downsides of eh, sleep eh, it's not too bad he's mm -hmm. co-sleeping in the bed right now mm -hmm. you know it's just the, the deal with my wife is if i get up in the in the middle of the night to go pee i check mm -hmm. if he needs a diaper change and i change right. his diaper right right, right. that's but, a good dad do right but we're team yeah we're team even before we had the kid we're team so right. it's just like we are taking care of this kid yeah so that's how it should be that's we're, why we're handling all the rough stuff yeah. pretty well jesus christ he's so fucking cute <laughs> so so you're you say you're two months in right four months four, four months? 
Yeah, oh, he's he's oh, just found his thumb. He's going to town, sucking that thumb. So, so with, with your four months in, what can you tell me about him? Tell me what what do you know about him already? What have you learned in these four months? Well, who who so, is he? What who? Tell me about him. What, what he's pretty happy. So I know some babies can be what is it colic, mm-hmm. and mean they just you know they're upset all the time, right? But Jesus Christ, this little guy, he's pretty happy. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, go and sit by himself or lay by himself for a little while, but he definitely likes it when someone's nearby. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> really loves, really loves my dad. My dad loves singing songs to him. He, he sings what I call the lineage song. <laughs> okay. O- okay. What's that? So he sings. So my boy's name is Aiden. So he sings, your name is Aiden. Your dad is Ryan. Your grandpa is John Cole. Like he just, you know, I, I sing all sorts of random gibberish, insane songs. <laughs> I just fucking make up on the fly. Like the burp song, which is just like burp, 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 burp. Like, you know, yeah. so clearly I'm not enjoying fatherhood, but <laughs> no, he's, he's definitely like tracking people. Like definitely knows who mommy is because he lights up when he sees mommy like so you know there's not much there there yet Mm -hmm. but like he's slowly becoming if not a person yet he's watching as functionality kicks in right Right, right. like all those weird benchmarks like you've rolled over like has repeatedly rolled over now and it's like oh crap all right we gotta get this place baby proofed he's gonna be yeah. crawling like you know in a couple months thank god it's a couple but like mm-hmm. yeah it is wild yeah. watching this, this small little baby small yeah. little baby like just like double in size like start seeing things liking things yeah it's 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 wild it's it's wild and i'm loving it i bet man you're wearing it well for sure and so i'll end on this so what would you like for for young aiden what do you wish for him well and, you not, know, and not that you put anything on him but well you see know that I mean? that's that's a, that's that's the right phrase yeah so, that's so I, I can i can i can remember my parents like well what what do you want what, what do you want me to do and they're like we want you to be happy right like I was almost like talking on the same thread with my wife like earlier today, not like super deep, but it was just like you know, like oh, I want you to be happy, and she's like, uh, like you know, because she's like, I don't want you to do anything stupid. It's like, all right, well, we got to build a more complicated conditional statement there, right? We want you to be happy, but not make us stressed out or worried, right? I mean, you know, any parent is like, yeah, we want you to be happy. Um, that doesn't mean overdose on drugs. That doesn't mean this. That mm-hmm. does, you know, mm-hmm. of course we want them to do that in a safe manner. But yeah. I think one of one of the many things I think my parents did right was it never was never we want you to do X, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's we we want to make sure you have the tools. Like we're going to be a pain in the butt academics and try and push you so that when you're trying to choose you have the most options you have better options right but it's not you need to be a doctor you need to be this you need to be that it's you need to be ready to find what you want to do that makes you happy it's like that sounds pretty good yeah so uh, aside from that it's just like 
I want you to be happy. I want you to be safe. And I want you to be kind. Boom. Beautiful. I don't, beautiful. don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't right, be an asshole. Right, so much right. your life is don't be a jerk. Right. No, I agree. I, I'm the same way for mine. I always kind of wanted to make sure that um, it's important for me for them to have a sense of self and to always follow their gut and to add to the world more than they take away from it. Right. And I'm, I'm and I'm just there for defense. I'm there for I'm there I'm there to have them back. I, I'm, while they're while they're trying to get their stride together for their direction for whatever they end up doing. I am the blocker, you know, me and my, me and my lady, we're the blockers. We, we make sure the stuff that's coming straight down the line that's looking to harm them or throw them off. We're, we're blocking with our lives as much as we can to, to clear that path, to get them farthest down the road as they can until, you know, until we can't anymore for them. And they could, you know, and then by that time, hopefully they're in a good spot, good place, good sense of self where they, where they could um, continue their journey without the need of me and then and they would do the same thing for their their child or their children so it's, it's um almost like the whole thing with the everybody potentially being a jedi everybody you know everybody has the potential to be the thing and you're being that thing that just releases to everybody so right you know they could continue on too we don't hold Help, it helping we give them, them everything helping them build their lightsaber yeah yeah and we just give them everything we got we don't hold on to it no more it's not us it's them and so your 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 job from self becomes a place of purpose and of defense to get them down that line. But it's it's a remarkable job. It's a scary as hell job. Never thought I would be a parent. And it's just been one of the greatest things I ever done. And it just really um if you felt fulfilled before. Just wait. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different level. It's a it's a different level once you become a parent. It's it's just it's just one of those kind of things. But it's just beautiful, like the Matrix. You know, cannot be told. You have to experience it because I'm right. sure you heard a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing's like that representation of you and, oh, yeah. and, and your oh, woman yeah. and your and your father and your mom. It's just it's everybody. It's your lineage. It's legacy right in front of you. You know, nope. that's everything. It's your it's future, future. So we right. got to move. It's the closest we come to immortality is yes. to our children. Yes, and and it'll behoove us to give it everything we got because that that's our our last hope, Obi Wan. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, right on, man. It's a long time coming. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to chalk it up. Like I said, um, your not your knowledge of, of of Star Wars is just out of this world. But then also just you as a person and and just. You're just a cool dude. I guess it boils down to that. Like I said, very knowledgeable and just a good person. And it's just neat to see somebody I've seen as a kid running around, <laughs> just getting into stuff, you know, to be this, you know, now a father, now um, a husband, a responsible person contributing to society and, and just, just out there, just being a good person. You know how hard that is just to not to get caught up and get lost in the world with, with so much craziness so to to be there and, and to still have you know a light in you that's not that's not easy so if you if you if you're still kicking around this this planet we call earth with a smile and a good disposition you're winning right yeah so, absolutely and so, i'm yeah. i'm really glad that like like jose and eric for me didn't drift away 
right? Yeah, they, they wasn't gonna let you go. <laughs> well, because the thing is, I'm, I, for those who don't know, I was an only child, so I didn't have any siblings. I got tons of fucking cousins, but like yeah. Eric and Jose were around enough, and even though I didn't really hang out with them much outside of kung fu they were kind of like, like older siblings in a way mm-hmm. and like by the time i was like early high school there's just enough of an age difference where like like they took me to Qzar, right and they were doing like roller hockey and i went down to like the target parking lot at like fucking nine o'clock at night i was playing roller hockey it was like the, the older kids and it was fucking awesome but like to also still have them and now you like as another social group that connects back to my childhood is fucking awesome. Right on, right on. Well, I know them too, and myself included, just like I said, very proud of the person you became and um, beautiful and, and an honor to consider you a friend. So um, much appreciated, man, much appreciated. And I look forward to uh, more conversations about this and, and other stuff, you know, multifaceted. So, so much stuff we could talk about. So for sure, we'll um, get back together for another um, another series of conversations. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> All right. So that concludes our conversation with Ryan and um, our conversation about, I guess, what, uh, life in Star Wars? Pretty good summary. Okay. Life, life, Star Wars, fatherhood, and beyond. All right. So, till next time, peace. Holy crap. We just talked for two and a half hours. <laughs> That's how we do. That's how we do. That's how we do. Oh, man. Great job, yeah. man. You did, you did great. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.